I felt like towards the end of season, I was like, okay, whatever. Having that whatever mentality, like whatever happens, happens. Like, I don't really care. And once I like saw that, that I don't really care, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't me. Like, I'm not like that. And I never was like that. And when I realized that, I was like, okay, relax. Like, let's try and build up, build up, build up, train, train, train with like a different mentality. Welcome, and thank you for tuning back in to episode three of Let's Talk About Life podcast presented by TLDR. Uh, I have some good news for you guys. Um, it's been two episodes, and this is the third one, and we've had a lot of really good reviews. So I think this little sub podcast is here to stay. So if you guys have any um, people who want to come on or if you want to come on yourself, just let me know, and we'll have you on. We'll do an interview, and people get to hear you. Um, our guest today is Naomi Ruiz. I've known Naomi for a couple of years. Uh, she came into my ATR when she was a little freshman. So I've been able to kind of watch her grow throughout the years because it's, you know, the years after high school, you're like freshman and sophomore years, you, there's a lot of growth that happens there. So I've been able to watch her grow and mature throughout the years. And it's it was really nice to sit down and have a conversation with her and have an interview with her about how her life's going now. Uh, in this interview, she talks about her mentality. She, she talks about her daily routine. She talks about what drove her to become this competitive volleyball player that she is today. And just like that, she also talks a ton about volleyball, like a lot, a lot about volleyball. And like she talks about what she does to get better day in and day out, as well as important concepts she's learned as a player and as a coach. And these concepts don't just relate to volleyball. They relate to life as well. Uh, this interview was a shorter interview because she just squeezed this in between her classes. So thanks to Naomi. Uh, we're going to look to have her on for part two. But without further ado, Naomi Ruiz. Naomi, I first met you in 2018. And uh, that's when you were a volleyball athlete going to SEC. And you were just absolutely terrified of me. <laughs> Why? Going into it, I was a freshman that year. And, you know... I was going to play volleyball and everything and coming and seeing you was kind of intimidating. Like I'd never really had that experience with an athletic trainer before. And then like, you know, like doing all the paperwork and like, I don't know, I was very, very nervous and everything. I didn't know really where to like how to have a conversation with you at that time and stuff like that. So it was definitely just, <laughs> it was weird. I was just like, okay, um, like here's my paperwork. And then that's that. And then that was it pretty much. But yeah. <laughs> I saw you like, at the beginning when you gave me your paperwork and then I didn't see you for like another two months. Yeah. And then you hurt your ankle and then you started coming in every day, but you still didn't talk. Like you were just kind of like sitting there very silent, very different from the person you are today. Cause I didn't know like what kind of relationship it had to be in a way where like, I've never had like this kind of experience with an athletic trainer before. And so with that being said, like I kind of was just like, okay, I'm just here to do my injuries and that's it. And like get this done. And that's that, that kind of thing. That was about it. Mm -hmm. you haven't had any athletic trainers before in high school i mean i did but i never really went to go see them really but like with her it was more like if i had something that i'd go and like we didn't really have like super super good relationship in a way like she was nice to me but i mean mm -hmm. there wasn't like that bond you know what i mean right i get that that makes sense so what what was it about the atr at scc that made it more open for you to kind of express yourself and be you I mean, going into there, it's 
like it's like family for me I would go there you'd see all the different sports everybody talking to each other such good vibes having conversations and even while like you guys are working on like um on injured athletes and stuff like that you guys are still having a conversation with them like talking about their life talking about things like a bunch of stuff and like that really definitely for me opened up the way that I wanted to be in that ATR like like honestly I would go in there and it'd, it'd be like family you know and that's the kind of vibes that I would get from going there that's awesome because, you know, we're going to talk about your life today. So it's going to be a lot like talking about stuff in the ATR. Sounds good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I kind of wanted to start off with the fact that you came, you're like, you're a winner. Everywhere you go, you've won in, in terms of volleyball, right? And then you come to SEC and then you guys struggled. What was that like for you? Um, It was definitely hard because coming out of high school, I mean, we went really far in CIF, like. I definitely had a role and everything and and going into that was like okay we only have six girls all right cool we don't have a full roster it's fine cool all right let's try and work with it so I had known my coach for a long time um, because she coached me in high school and so she got the job at Santiago and it was definitely tough because I mean everybody's skills are so different and and there's not a lot of kids there too so it was definitely eye-opening and I feel like at the end of the day though it definitely helped me like be the player I am in a way. <laughs> but I think overall... So you learned a lot of lessons? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, I think at the end of the day, like a big lesson that I learned on the court there was that you all have to work together. It's not just a one-man sport. You may be the best on the team, you may be the worst on the team, but at the end of the day, like you're all working together. So you have to try and reach the goal. What is the goal? Getting a win, getting the set, stuff like that. So I think overall for me... It was just more like a learning experience, but a, a good one, you know? I was blessed to even go there at the end of the day, so, yeah. How is that big lesson you've learned? How has how that translated into your life today, outside of sports? Um, I think, ooh, outside of sports. <laughs> um, in school, like, you have to work with other people in group projects and stuff like that. And even with, like, I know it's not sports, but I, I coach as well. So even with coaching, like, you may have a kid that's very well rounded and stuff like that and you may have a kid that's not really the best in volleyball but you still gotta like try and give more attention like you have to give even attention to everybody and so that everybody can grow as one mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah uh so how have you like implemented that because i know it's tough when you have to you have the best player out there and you kind of want to focus on that best player because that person will kind of drive your team so how do you take that and devote some time and effort into the person who's not as good I think mainly working with them, seeing what they can do and pushing them to their, not highest point, but like pushing them, pushing them to what they're capable of. And I feel like too, it's tough because, you know, you want everybody to be at the same level, but especially at Santiago, nobody was at the same level. It was really tough. It was like, you have one kid that's barely starting volleyball and you have another kid that's like, okay, like high school, played club and all this stuff. And it's like, you have to break things down for them. You have to teach them. You have to show them the game, watch film, all this kind of stuff that really does help you and what the other person did so hopefully that will help the other person that isn't as good as volleyball in volleyball (laughs) i like that that makes sense um i can only imagine i mean i know but you were very frustrated throughout the year like you had you'd almost quit multiple times because of the amount of frustration that you were facing and amount of of ineptitude that the team was facing as well how did you work through that um i think at when it came to like the struggles and all that stuff, I loved my teammates so much. And I think too, I can't not 
play with them you know it's definitely tough and it's like it's obviously a hard experience but there's other goals like I was kind of seeing what goals I had and this is gonna help me get there and so I would just be like okay push through push through push through and try and work as hard as I can and then just you know we'll see whatever happens if I transfer or whatever but at the end of the day it was more so like okay just play just have fun you know and that mentality of like having a struggle in your head obviously it doesn't really help on the court and I feel like when I was at Santiago I wasn't super super good I wasn't my fullest potential and I feel like having that struggle mentality like is definitely tough <laughs> yeah but it does help you grow yes and have you has, have you seen that theme in your life at all before before SEC like if you had to struggle have has have you faced anything in your childhood that really kind of drove that into you so you didn't quit like you're not a quitter you work hard and you get what you need and you do your best to do it is there anything in your childhood that made you feel that way um I mean, okay, honestly, my childhood was a really good one, I'd say. I didn't really have a lot of struggles. My parents were very nice to me. Like, there wasn't anything that, like, stopped me. You know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. more so this experience was, like, like kind of brand new to me. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't my fullest potential. What's going on? And so with that, I was like, okay. It was brand new to me. I'd never experienced it before. Like, it was very different. And, I mean, even to when I played soccer. I played soccer when I was little. I was always starting, I was always playing, I was always a good athlete and stuff like that. And being in this position where we're literally like, haven't won a game <laughs> was like tough. I was just like, I don't know how to deal with it. So then that was definitely the first experience of like a struggle. That was like hard for me. Like that really hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this might get a little personal here, but I also know that your mom had faced some health difficulties as well mm -hmm. during your time at SEC and might be doing so now because I don't know. How did that kind of, that added up? I mean, your mom was going through some stuff and you're very close to your mom. You're close to your family, right? Your brother moved to a different country mm -hmm. and it's all that all compiled at one time on top of not winning, on top of facing struggle for the first time. Mm -hmm. So what was that like for you? Um, with my mom, I think I definitely was scared because I, I mean, I didn't want to lose her because a couple of years ago I had lost my grandma already. So that was really tough for me. Um, so with her, it was like, this is my best friend at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to lose her. My brother just left my other best friend and I'm like, what is going on? You know, obviously he has to do his things, but two, when it came on top of season, when we're losing all this stuff, it's like, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I, I thank God that you were there because it's someone that I'm able to talk to about how I feel, how I'm doing mentally, like struggling. But I think too, with my, with my mom, um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but she's good now, so I'm very happy. She's fine. She's okay. So, um, just praying every day, and hopefully she, you know, she keeps doing what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, your brother left. He went to a different country. Why was that? So, he currently is trying to be a doctor. Originally, he wanted to stay here. He went to UC Santa Cruz, and he got his bachelor in biology. And then he kind of, like, realized the course and how hard it would be to do school here and how expensive because doc like to be a doctor and study here is really expensive so we decided well he decided to go to Spain and just do his thing and it's a lot cheaper over there compared to here so and we have family over there too very cool what is it like weird being compared to him because he's going to go into a medical field and it's kind of like wow being a doctor is pretty like people praise that so do you ever feel like you're compared to him? Like, do your parents compare you to him? And how, what's that like? Oh, 100%. 100%. My, with my brother, 
I think it was even me too when I was little. He played soccer. And seeing that, I was like, okay, I want to play soccer. I want to do better. When it came to school, he's way, way better at school than me. And what my parents, you know, they talk about is that you each have your own um, strengths and struggles, I guess. And with that, try and find something that you guys really like. So obviously, I was the better athlete. He was the better student. And so that showed. And I feel like at the end of the day, that was something that was good for both of us because it was like, okay, we both have our things going for each other. And we would definitely compete too. But when it came to school, he's he's definitely the, the better one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to be a doctor. So, I mean, he better be good at school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would you say that he kind of um, instilled that competitive drive in you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think from my childhood that stemmed to where like, I want to keep going. I want to do better. I want to win and stuff like that. And with him... Like, he wants to do his things, and that's fine, but my goal is, like, I want to be a college athlete. I want to do my stuff. I want to ball out, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, right now, you see that. Like, you, when you first went to Hope, you didn't have the starting job right away, and you didn't quit. I mean, you went through so much struggle. You we were at SEC for a year, and you didn't do well. I mean, you did well, but the team did not do well. Statistically, they, they, they didn't do well. And you go to Hope, and you're not the starter you went through a lot of trials and tribulations right there that first yeah. year. And you had to put up good face because you're like, I'm better, but I, I'm not getting the spot that I want. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you? So for me, I've always been used to starting. I've always been used to playing. And especially at SEC, like, I wasn't really taken out because we didn't really have that many people. But I think going to Hope, it's definitely an eye-opening experience because I feel like when I got there, I definitely took my foot off the gas pedal because I thought, okay, it's easy. I'm going to ball out here. I've seen the way the girls play. But when I got there, I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like it is so much different. There's just, that's another thing too. Their system of volleyball is very different to what I've been used to and learning. And so with that, I had to learn something new and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, just relax, try and do your best. But I feel like too, it was my first year at like a university. So I definitely took my foot off the gas pedal. I went out a lot with my friends and stuff like that. And that caused my downfall. I didn't start because I didn't work for it and bust my butt for it. So that definitely really, it hurt because I was been used to something for so long and, and going there, I'm like, okay, second year. Now it's my second year. Try and just do my best ball out, you know? Mm-hmm. What was the most eye-opening experience that caused that little shift to, hey, like I need to start getting on my shit? Was there a certain moment where that happened or is it just over time? I think over time, I mean, I wasn't in the best shape. I mean, as compared to before, I saw I was I was on the bench and it like hurt. I was like, oh my gosh, what is like, I've never been used to this and I hated it. I hated it for so long. I mean, I'd go in for a couple plays and stuff like that, but I wanted to play the whole time. And so I was just like, okay, relax. It's fine. Whatever happened, happened, but now learn from that. And so like, it's tough right now. I mean, we've got a lot of, a lot of girls in the same position as me and and, you know, we're all fighting for it, but hopefully whatever happens, happens. I think, too, another mentality is that you have to support your teammates. You know, you guys aren't against each other. You guys are with each other. So I think that with that being said, like, you know, you want the person to do the best. You want the person on the court to do the best. But if your coach sees something in you and you do the best and, you know, ball out, ball out with it. <laughs> right. There's a lot of stuff I see now in athletes especially, and it's in mentality, and it's in emotional stability. And it's the fact that if you're in a place of anger and you go out there and train, you're not going to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. 
you're kind of bringing the team down. Yeah. More so, like you're, that anger, you have to let it go. You have to be the best teammate you can be, and your time and your position and your reps will come. Yeah. But having holding a grudge and holding in that anger, that's not helping anybody. That's just hurting everybody, and it's especially hurting you. Yeah, it, de- it definitely hurt because I was like, not used to it and I was just like what like it it hurt because I was like oh my god and then I felt like towards the end of season I was like okay whatever having that whatever mentality like whatever happens happens like I don't really care and once I like saw that that I don't really care I was like oh no 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 no. this isn't me like I'm not like that and I never was like that and when I realized that I was like okay relax like let's try and build up build up build up train 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 with like a different mentality you know and I feel like that definitely helped me at the end of the day because right now I mean who knows what hap- will happen because our season's going to be starting. But, I mean, I'm happy. I'm playing to – I feel like right now I'm the best version of myself in volleyball right now. And so I'm happy about that. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. What was that perspective shift like? Because you were like, I got to be different. What did you change into? So when I said the I don't care part, um, I kind of – it was summer-ish, like the end of season kind of thing. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I started – training like lifting and doing other things that like would help my game and I feel like too um something that impacted me was like the club that I played at that definitely showed who I am reminded me of my roots and like showed you who who you are and I trained a lot a lot on the sand and stuff like that that helps you game and and I'm really happy about that and with that being said like that changed my mentality to like you're balling out you're playing you're doing stuff that other people aren't doing so keep going you know, mm-hmm. you said that playing volleyball showed you who you are. Mm-hmm. So who are you? Who is Naomi Ruiz? <sighs> who are you at your core? Um, I think Naomi Ruiz is someone who is disciplined now, <laughs> persistent in what she wants and doesn't give up right now. Um, I think before a couple months ago, I was very different before quarantine. I was very different. And now I'm like, I'm go, go, go. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying as much as I can. And and at the end of the day, it's like, whatever I train for and whatever I want to get, I will get. But obviously, if you don't train for it, you're not going to get it, you know? Have you seen examples of that being successful recently? Um, With me or like in other? <laughs> with you, with you personally? You. Um, With me, I think, I mean, it's it's tough at Hope right now. I mean, it's hard because... The person that's in front of me has been there for a long time. And so, you know, obviously, like, as a coach, you're going to have trust in that person. And so right now on the court, when I go to practice, my mentality is like, go, go hustle for the ball. Don't let a ball drop. And it works. Like, it's I feel so much brand new compared to last year. And I feel like I've improved a lot. And I'm just happy. Like, I'm happy with, like, getting balls up, hustling, like, chasing down balls and stuff like that. And having that mentality of don't give up definitely helped me throughout my year mm-hmm. uh, I like one part you said that you you're trying your best and you're doing the little things is what it comes down to like you could get the kill that's the big picture but the smaller picture the little things is like you hustled to a ball mm-hmm. and, you, and you got where you're supposed to be yeah. and although you didn't get credit for it like it doesn't show up on the stat sheet but it's those intangibles that you just can't teach like you can't you can't look at it quantitatively. Like you, it's a, you do it, and it makes the team run, and it makes the team better, and it makes you better. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, how when you see a kill, obviously all eyes are on the hitter. Hitting is the coolest thing, I think. But 
not there's not a lot of appreciation for like the dig, the hustle, digging the ball, passing the ball, passing a float serve, which is the craziest thing ever, and and getting that ball up, and then obviously the ball goes into the setter, setter sets the outside middle or back, and it's like that person gets the kill, yay, all excited and everything, and so and so they get all the attention, and it's like it's fine, I'm fine with it, but I know what I'm doing good too, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially at your position as a libero, like you don't get the kill all that often. Mm-mm. Unless that's not your job. Unless you mess up and it's like an overpass and it like drops into the other side, then you know, kind of embarrassing, but it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you explain to people who don't know volleyball all that much what a libero actually does and what your job is? Sure. Yeah. So, libero is the person. First off, you can see, you can notice them because they have a different color jersey. They didn't forget their jersey at home. They just have a different color jersey. So, a libero <laughs> is the defensive special, like the best passer on the team. They pick up every ball, they pass every ball, they hustle and grind, and they set up the tempo for the team, pretty much. I feel that depending on how the pass is, that's the way the team is going to get the kill. And so, Libero is just, a hus- I think, is the most hustling person out there, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of lines up with your core values, so that's how you know that you're in the right position, playing the right sport, and doing what you love. Yeah. So how have you honed those recently? Because you said in quarantine, that's when it really started to become apparent of who you were, who you were at your core. Why quarantine? Um, I feel like quarantine definitely took me away from everything. And having those feelings of like not starting, not playing, not being the best that I can be definitely hurt. And so I was like, you know what? I need to get in shape. I need to get in shape. Try my best. So I did a lot of training, a lot of like cardio and stuff like that and that started me losing weight and so obviously if you lose weight you're gonna be quicker so on the court that translated so I trained 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 and once I started playing I started just balling out I keep saying that balling out (laughs) but hey totally cool that's your word (laughs) but I just kept you know training and training and obviously if you're lean you're gonna be able to get the ball up if you're heavy it's gonna be a lot harder so with losing weight I feel like that mentally like was like okay you have this off your chest, off, and now just lay it all out on the court. Yeah. You talk about how much you train and how often you train. It's really hard to have the same motivation every single day. Like, there's going to be days you wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, it might be cold outside and you just want to stay in your bed all day. Yeah. How do you keep doing that day in and day out? Um, I, with that, I kind of was just like, okay, you felt this. This is how you felt before. You don't want to feel like this again. And I kind of just reminded myself of that. And I would even watch film too. And I'd be like, I could have gotten that ball. That ball is easy to pick up. Why didn't I get it? And so with that, I kind of just started journaling too, like writing down my goals of the day, writing down small little things. And those small little things will definitely get you to big places too. Oh, I like that. You have a morning routine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you tell us more about that morning routine of yours? Sure. So I wake up, wake up, make my bed. That's the first thing I have to do. I make my bed because that's... That's the start of your day. I make my bed, drink some water, you know, do my stuff, brush my teeth, whatever. And then I write out stuff that I, like, how I feel, what I kind of see for the day. And I have three small goals for the day. And then I have three big goals for, like, the year. So, yeah, that's kind of just what I do. And after that, I kind of continue my day and I just do whatever. And, and at the end of the day, I come back and I say, okay, did I reach those goals? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'm not going to be heard about it. It's fine. But you know, that definitely is eye-opening to me. And it's like, okay, this is how you're going to reach your goals. 
That's really cool. I feel like I taught you that. I probably didn't because I also have a very similar morning routine. I wake up in the morning, have some water, do some movement, do some meditation, do some journaling. Mm -hmm. And having my thoughts laid out at the beginning of the day kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. It's like, all right, cool. So I wrote those down. I'm going to work towards it. You said you had your three small goals and your three big goals. Do you, does your three small goals line up with your three big goals or your three small goals just kind of what you want to accomplish that day? not really intending for the three big goals to happen just yet? Um, Honestly, it varies, but I feel like my three small goals are pretty, I could just share them, they're pretty simple. Drink water because, you know, that's good for you. <laughs> um, exercise, mm-hmm. any kind of exercise that you can do is good for you. That's fine. As long as you hone down on that, it's going to help you at the end. Exercise isn't bad for you. And then my last goal is just be, like for today, was like be mentally okay. Because last night I talked with my mom, had a long talk and everything, and be mentally okay, you know, breathe and stuff like that. So with that, I think that definitely reminds me, okay, like, just relax. It's just chill, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> be okay. I like that. It's like, um, at the end of the day, our lives are as, you know, terrible as it sounds, but our lives are kind of insignificant mm-hmm. if you look at the big scheme of things. And we put a lot of pressure on the small things that don't really all need that much pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't get what you want, if somebody messes up your order in and out and people think it's the end of the world, it's like, all right, it's just one yeah. second of your day. It's like, I think it's insignificant. I think, too, it's like, remind yourself, it's it's also okay to not be okay. Like, it's fine. There's exactly. way exactly. there's way bigger problems in the world. Like, even for me, like, I mean, obviously, being the start in the barrel, that's not a huge problem as to way bigger problems going out. And so I always remind myself that, too. Like, okay, you're here. You're blessed to be doing this. So just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Exactly. I, you're hitting a lot of really great points and it's it's be grateful for what you have now. Be appreciative for what you have because that can be taken away at any any point in time. And also, it's okay to not be okay. You said yeah. that. It, talk to people about it. Yeah. I feel like holding it in doesn't doesn't do anything. Really. Yeah. I I think with me talking and like with my mom. My mom right now is like the closest person I am because she knows how I feel about everything. She knows what I'm going through and sometimes she she helps me and she tells me, okay, relax, like, it's fine. <laughs> and she always reminds me, there's bigger problems going on. And with her t- talking to me, it's like, okay, I'm getting this off my chest. This is how I feel, you know? And really reminds me, like, okay, relax. There's bigger things going on. <laughs> is there anything that recently that's happened that you kind of honed in on, something small, and it kind of ruined your day, but then you talked it out and then were better about it? Mm-hmm. Or is that something you're still kind of working through day in and day out? Um, I think with... There's, like, with my mom, obviously, um, there's some practices where I'm, like, oh, my gosh, like, what is going on? Why, why is your passing bad today? And it's, like, oh, my gosh, just chill, Naomi. Like, <laughs> like just relax. But I think when it comes to that, really talking about, I mean, I also talked to, like, um, I guess I'd say, like, another mentor of mine. I don't know if you know him, but his name's Gus. You know, Gus. <laughs> um, I do know Gus, yeah. So I tell him, oh, my gosh, this is going on. And he's, like okay, well, what do we need to do to fix that? Staying low, having arms out, all this stuff. And it's like, just relax, dude. And he always tells me that. We've even played in like a tournament recently. He's like, just relax, just chill, just have fun. And I think sometimes I forget to do that too. Just have fun. <laughs> and if I can add something to that too, breathe. Yeah. In times of anxiety or angst, people hold their breath. <laughs> and it does psychologically and physically doesn't do your system any good. Breathe, take a couple deep breaths, stuff starts to reset. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I agree. And like with me, you can definitely see my emotion through my face. I can't hide it even through my mask. And so, you know, if something's going on, if something's wrong and then like, like just relax, there's bigger things that's going on. And like, 
I like honestly I have life pretty easy I'm happy with what I have right now <laughs> that's so great um, we're gonna take a quick break guys uh, but when we return then we're gonna talk more about volleyball and coaching Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning back in. As we alluded to in the intro and a lot of that first segment there, Naomi's life kind of revolves around volleyball. Uh, she's a coach at Apex. She also plays at Hope University. And um, yeah, Naomi, why volleyball? Um, I just love the game. It's so fast. It's I mean, so to start off with, I played soccer in my whole childhood. I played for like 10 years. And I went to like a volleyball game in high school and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this game. It's so quick. It's easy. It's like, it's fun, you know? I mean, not easy, but it's like, it's good. It's a good game. And so with that, when I was in eighth grade, um, I told my mom, I was like, I want to try out for volleyball. And she was like, okay, that's fine. Like do whatever you want. And my mom was like pushing for me to do volleyball, but I was like, no, I want to play soccer. Like my brother played soccer and I want to play. And she was like, whatever. So once I played, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this game. And I feel like with playing soccer too, like that definitely pushed you to like, I don't know, not push you, but you already have a set of skills too, like athletic wise. So with playing volleyball, I was like, okay, it kind of came naturally in a way. And up until then, I've, I've loved the game. I love the sport. It's like, you have to work as a team. It's not individual and like, it's just fun. I love the game. <laughs> yeah. And it teaches you about life, right? Yeah, I definitely. Mean, you alluded to that in the first part of this interview. There's a lot of life lessons you can learn from just sports, but specifically in volleyball. You have to. What, what were those life lessons in volleyball? Like for me, you have to work together. You can't just be individual or else it's not going to work. One person with bad energy on the court, the whole court is going to go with bad energy. And I feel like everybody also has a role on the team and a role in life. <laughs> if I'm trying to connect it with life, like everybody has a job that has to be done. Like, And with volleyball and stuff like that, like, it's just, it's a fun game. <laughs> it's a fun game and it teaches, it teaches me a lot, you know. This is going to sound really corny, but like, don't let the ball drop. Like, keep going. Like, that kind of stuff, you know. Wow, that's actually a really good analogy that not a lot of people think of. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't give up on it, right? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even too, like, I, the mentality I have is like, just try going for it. Because even if you don't think you're going to go for it, you never know. You're surprised yourself and like, with me, like, I, that's the mentality that I've always had. So just try, just try. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. That's fine. It's like you learn from it. If you fail, you learn. Yeah. That's life's number one teacher mm -hmm. is failure. As unfortunate as that sounds. Uh, you're a coach right now. And you coach at where? I coach at Apex One Volleyball Club in Cyprus. Ooh, go Apex. <laughs> um, and right now... What, what ages do you coach? I'm doing 12s. <laughs> okay. So very, very young kids, young babies, but... I mean, I love them. I love them so much. They're great kids. And it's definitely tough because you have to break everything down to fundamentals. And obviously, sometimes that stuff can get boring, but you have to start there. You can't go from A to Z. You just have to go A, B, C, D and just keep going. And with the kids, it's like show them, teach them. And they're very, very visual, too. Like once they see something, they're like, OK, I'll copy it, you know. Um, and I, I love these kids so much. They're really awesome. <laughs> what are you trying to teach them now? Um, it's definitely been a little roller coaster with them, but right now I just want to teach them to relax because sometimes they're so tense when they're passing and like tense on the court and it's just like, just chill. It's like an easy ball coming over the net, relax, get your arms out, pass the ball, set the ball to the hitter and swing. And 
a lot of times like they just get really really crazy and I'm like it's okay it's fine like and I feel like too they're worried about making a mistake and it's not good to have that mentality like don't worry about making a mistake just play have fun you know that's what you're here for too oh I like that whenever a kid doesn't like they listen to you but they don't take it into account they don't bring it into their hearts and let it come out Mm -hmm. like the whole relaxed part of it how uh, how do you take another step and how do you like look at it differently or how do you present it to them for them to relax i kind of just break things down for them like for example there's this kid who she's i think she could be a great hitter but she just needs to use her approach so an approach is a left right left it's like a jump to hit the ball and i tell her use your approach use your approach and she hears me but she doesn't actually do it so i literally pulled her to the side i was like hey what's your approach and she's like she does it left right left i was like so just do that in the game and she's like oh Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so she got it, and and so I think breaking things down for kids definitely shows them what they can do. And and then she started going left, right, left, and she started jumping. And I was like, okay, cool, she gets it now. And sometimes she forgets, but I remind her, hey, use your approach, use your approach. What do you do to connect with kids at that age? Um, it's definitely tough because <laughs> um, a lot of them. I mean, we're different generations in a way. Not saying that I'm way older, but, like, it's very different. <laughs> um, but with them, I kind of just... I'm trying to think. They're, like, social media-wise, they're, like, into TikTok. I think you know what that is. <laughs> but they're really, really into that, and so I kind of am too. So that's kind of one thing that we connect on. But when it comes to the court, they really do... I guess you would say kind of look up to me because I am a college athlete and stuff like that. And they want to be like that. That's kind of like the mentality that we have at Apex is like, you want to be a college athlete, like you have goals, you can reach them, you know? And I feel like they were in a situation where, like I was when I was a kid. So maybe that's something that we can relate on, on the court too. But that's what they, what they want to do. So hopefully they want to play in college too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if they look at you and they see how successful you are, I don't see why they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're getting great kind of going back excuse me? i said they're getting great training too <laughs> for me just kidding anyways uh the one thing that sorry uh what is coaching kids at that age taught you uh, as a human and as a volleyball player i think as a volleyball player to break things down i think i think i've repeated that a lot but to break things down and it pretty much volleyball like starts with your fundamentals and if you forget your fundamentals then it's like it's not going to be good like it's going to be really messy it's going to be a crazy game and so if you really especially for my position like you can't swing at the ball like at all like you have to have your arms out connect connect and stuff like that and um so with that I feel like that's definitely like helped me like don't forget where you came from in a way where it's like that's what's been taught to you relax you Mm -hmm. like do your thing you know um and in life too like it teaches you, at least with my parents, like they definitely taught me morals and values that I'm not going to forget because that's the kind of stuff that like I'm going to use in the future and that's going to make me want to succeed too. When you are, when you were growing up, did you ever like have any anger towards your parents? Um, or think like annoyance sometimes? I mean, I'm sure every kid has it. When they didn't let me go to the J. Cole concert. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I think my parents have always wanted the best for me and I know every parent kind of does depending on your situation but there definitely was times when especially when I was younger I remember this it came to me um they never let me go to sleepovers and I was like why like why I want to go to the sleepover and I never understood it but for them they were like 
because there's stuff that happens. You never know. You never know. And so with that, that angered me. I was like, why can't I do the things that I want to do? And I kind of had a lear- like learning lesson. Okay, I get it as I got older. But now it's like my parents and I have a great relationship. They they let me do what I want to do and they let me fall now. And And if I fall, they say, hey, get back up. You know, it's different now compared to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great to hear. But the point I was kind of trying to make here is that there's a lot of parallels between coaching and parenting. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, you did great. You did a really good job there. It's um, your parents kind of do what's what they can mm-hmm. with what they're equipped and what they're given. And sometimes that's not that's not what you see or you want. Yeah. But as a coach, you kind of see the same thing. Uh-huh. Like you do what you do your best with what you're given and sometimes the athlete doesn't respond the same way that you want them to respond and you get a little annoyed yeah. a little angry no, yeah. <laughs> and as a parent they, i'm sure they feel the same way but at the end of the day it's they you as a coach and your parents have your best interests in mind mm-hmm. for the most part yeah i agree and i think too when i when i was being coached at apex and club it was like my coaches obviously want the best for me they're gonna teach me all this stuff and i think it's crazy how like i'm coaching at that club and now i'm teaching the stuff that they taught me before exactly it's just communicating information stuff that you've been taught you're now teaching to younger generations you're giving back mm-hmm. like you're giving back to the sport and you're adding your own twist to it yeah yeah and you've learned stuff along the way that your coaches have taught you and then you kind of put it all into one little thing and you give that knowledge to the next person mm-hmm. and the next person will probably do the same thing yeah. it's just, just you're continuing to grow the game as it's going yes and i think that's really really cool thank you <laughs> um <laughs> as a player though mm-hmm. You play at Hope, which is an NAIA school, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. How has that been during COVID? It's been tough. I mean, our season had to get pushed back. Originally, women's volleyball plays in the fall, and now we play in the spring. But I do kind of like to see the positive is where, like, we had more time to train. We've been doing a bunch of stuff, and it's like now we're, we're probably, like, really good right now because we've been training when we weren't playing, and now that we're going to play. You know, because we, we're going to play, like, because we trained really well. And hopefully that, I, I honestly see it as a positive. Like, you have more time. And you have more time to train. So with that, like, use it into what you're going to do. You know, obviously season is in fall, but it's like, okay, whatever. It got pushed back. It's fine, you know? Uh, you said that you have more time. Mm-hmm. And this is something I like to cover a lot. And it's that you don't really have more time. COVID just took away the stuff that wasn't necessary for you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And although it's uncomfortable and it disrupts your way of life, it kind of helped you focus in or zoom in on what you really care for. Yes. And what you're really trying to improve. I agree. I feel like... Just, oh, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. I feel like... No, it's okay. I feel like with COVID, it definitely, like, reminded me, like, hey. Like, and I think my teammates, too, like, we're all hungry to play. Like, I think it, it was definitely hard to, like, during COVID to find places to play, to do all these things. And it's like, we're all hungry to play. But now that this time has come and it's like, okay, now it's come. We're still training. We have, like, we have our game in, like, February 13th. It's coming up. And, like, now we're going to be... Is that your first game? Yeah, that's our first game. <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> exciting. Cool. But, so, like, with that, it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, because I've been using all these years of training, it's like... Or not years, but this whole time of training, like, it's going to come into the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your end goal with playing at Hope? Um, My end goal, I feel like... Well, besides, like, my senior season, because that's coming up next year, but I think my end goal was just to be the best version of myself that I can be, the best athlete and the best volleyball player, because right now I'm def- I am have two more years. I definitely don't think I am it, and I think at the end of the day, I want 
to be able to achieve my goals and say, I can pass this ball easy. I can dig that ball easy. And like with that, I just think that, I mean, obviously numbers speak for itself, but I just feel that with me, I, I just want to ball out and play and play and have fun, you know, and have a good experience out of it too. That's awesome. I mean, I'm knowing you, you're for sure going to reach those goals without a doubt in my mind, but what steps are you taking now in order to bring yourself to those goals? training a lot so right now we only train like hope only trains three days a week but i do my own stuff on the side like i don't want to just do that i lift i run i do all these things to like try and be the best version and even sometimes when i go back to like to coach sometimes the 18s have practice after us so i hop in with the 18s get reps with them and i'm blessed to be able to have that opportunity because not everybody has that but i'm just trying to use my resources and 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 just trying to be able to be the best that i can be (laughs) You're putting in that extra work and it really shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you improve every single year that I've known you and it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's next for you? Like what other than volleyball now, is there any special projects that you're working on or is there, um, what's next after Hope? Like what are your goals? So I want to get my master's. Um, I'm not, I mean, honestly, I'm not 100% sure what I want to do after Hope, but I know that I want to continue school. Um, I'm still deciding what, profession I want to go into because you know I really have to look into that and see what I really like what I want to do am I going to enjoy it and so right now I'm taking the time to just hone down on that and like really search up things and see what I want to do but I definitely want to go to school after hope either Cal State Long Beach or Chapman or Fullerton we'll see wherever I go but that's the goal (laughs) what do you want to get your master's in again huh I was thinking um what's it called exercise science okay and what do you want to do with that See, i gotta find that out <laughs> um <laughs> either that or i was also thinking pt but it takes a lot of school and i'm, I'm tired of school <laughs> but I'll, I'll if it's if it's worth it and if i want to do it i will do it but uh the last person i had on here interviewing scott he's a doctor in physical therapy so i'll have to connect you guys if you want to do physical therapy yeah <laughs> uh, so you can get some mentorship there and um kind of if you listen to the last podcast i think he goes into a decent amount of depth of what he was going through during pt school gotcha. and it may not be everybody's experience because i mean his was pretty tough mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is he succeeded and he's doing really well with his physical therapy now that's good to hear <laughs> so i'll have to, yeah i mean you have Coming in with a master's of exercise science, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be really good for you. Yeah. And and um, I think, like, low-key, you guys inspired me, too. Because I really liked athletic training, too. Like, seeing what you guys do, having the relationships, doing, like, having fun with it, too. I don't know. That's kind of just my my point of view. But I really liked seeing you guys and what you did. And I thought, like, okay, maybe I want to do that. Maybe I want to. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what I end up doing. But it was definitely an option. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's going to be small. It's going to be insignificant. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Relax, right? Don't let the ball drop. <laughs> don't let the ball drop. Keep going. Yes. Naomi, I know you're super, super, super busy. And thank you for squeezing us into your class schedule and everything. So I'd, I'd love to do a part two eventually because this is a little bit of a shorter interview. Yeah. This time. Usually it's like an hour long. This should be about 40 or 30 minutes. But I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to do this. Of course. Okay. Uh, where can people find you? um find me on hope internationals court <laughs> no i'm just kidding um you can find me on my instagram it's at nai.ruyzt or snapchat it's probably the same thing um 
find me on the court, find me coaching at Apex and stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> Naomi, one last question. Yes. What do you want people to take away from this? Like what is one takeaway from this entire interview that you want people to remember? I think I want people to, like I said, it's okay to not be okay. It's fine. But at least try your hardest and don't give up on things. <laughs> That's a hell of a last line. I love it. Naomi, thank you again for your time. Of course, of course. <laughs> Anytime, James. Thank you. All right, everyone. That pretty much wraps up our interview with Naomi. I hope you guys really enjoyed. Uh, there's only like one big fact that I kind of wanted to point out there. Um, towards the beginning, we talked about Santiago Canyon's volleyball record and how much of a struggle it was because they weren't doing so good. Well, their volleyball record that year was uh, 3 and 18. So they played 21 games and only won three of them. So when, when Naomi says it was a struggle, it was definitely a struggle. Uh, but other than that, she moved on to Hope, and she's doing really well. And that team, it, I hope, is doing really well as well. So uh, like I alluded to before, we will have Naomi back for a second interview just so we can get more in-depth and talk about more stuff. But yeah, that was the interview. And um, like always, please give us a review in Apple Podcasts. Share us with your friends, your family, anybody who wants to hear this interview. If you want to be on or if you know somebody that wants to be on this podcast, have an interview, let me know. Send me a text. Send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We do not have a Facebook, but we do have a YouTube and a TikTok, so find us there. And uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.